Hey, you want to buy a mask? They're soft and comfortable and made in the USA and guaranteed to keep you from getting the coronavirus. Well, the last part isn't true. There are no guarantees in this world. And to be honest, I'm not even sure if masks make a difference or not. The experts are still fighting about it, it seems. But either way, you can't go anywhere these days without a mask, so you might as well get one that helps my foundation close America's skills gap. We're raising money all month for our next round of work ethic scholarships, and these masks have been a real lifesaver for us. People love them. 100% of the proceeds go to my foundation. So pick up a couple of microworks.org slash shop. That's microworks.org slash shop. This is the way I heard it. Peter Hernandez was the complete package. A Latino heartthrob with all the charisma of a newly crowned American idol and twice the talent. So how come he was down to his last nickel? Why, after three years of partnerships and collaborations, was the complete package still a complete unknown? The answer was a mystery, especially to his parents. Peter Sr. was a drummer from Brooklyn with a penchant for professional wrestling. Bernadette was a Filipino hula dancer, and they knew their child was born to perform. In the delivery room, Peter Sr. lowered the lights and played oldies from a boombox as Bernadette pushed Peter Jr. into the world. From that day on, Peter Hernandez was surrounded by music. By the time he was three, he was doing five shows a week with his mom and dad. At four, he was the world's youngest Elvis impersonator. Audiences fell in love with the pompadoured little ham who belted out Heartbreak Hotel and smiled with the king's trademarked curled lip. After perfecting Elvis, Peter graduated to James Brown. After James Brown, it was on to Michael Jackson. His impressions were uncanny, but it was his unique style that never failed to bring the crowd to its feet. By the time he was 17, Peter wanted three things. To sing on a bigger stage, to see his name in lights, and to make his parents proud. So, Peter Hernandez swung for the fences. He bought himself a one-way ticket from Hawaii to Hollywood and was immediately signed by Motown Records. Like every other label in town, Motown was looking for the next Enrique Iglesias, and Peter fit the bill perfectly. He had the right look, the right voice, and with a name, like Hernandez, the perfect pedigree for a Latino heartthrob in waiting. There was just one problem. Peter didn't want to be the next Enrique Iglesias. He wanted to be Peter Hernandez, a little Elvis Presley, a little James Brown, a little Michael Jackson. Funny thing about Hollywood, producers talk about the importance of authenticity, but when it comes right down to it, most of them don't want something authentic. They want something safe. And the safest thing to do with a kid called Hernandez was put him inside the Latino heartthrob box and make him sing in Spanish. Well, Peter refused, and that's why he was down to his last nickel. But maybe, maybe there was one more thing he could try before packing it in. Peter recalled the nickname his father had given him many years ago, borrowed from his favorite wrestler. He chuckled at the recollection, then looked up to the night sky, and there, he finally saw his name in lights, a brand new name that was truly out of this world. 
Shakespeare said, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet, but Shakespeare never tried to make it in Hollywood. And it's interesting to wonder if we'd be quoting the bard today if his last name had been McGillicuddy or Lipschitz. Hard to say for sure, but we know this much is true. When the artist, formerly known as Hernandez, changed his name, he also changed the expectations of those around him. Before long, the new kid, with the unusual name, signed with Atlantic Records. A year later, his first album hit the charts, followed by 10 Grammy nominations. Over the next few years, that same kid went on to sell 130 million singles. Then, the former Elvis impersonator, who yearned for a bigger stage, found himself on the 50-yard line of MetLife Stadium, headlining the halftime show of Super Bowl XLVIII on the biggest stage on earth, impersonating no one but himself. Sometimes, the easiest way to make a name for yourself is to make yourself a new name, which is why nobody is looking today for the next Peter Hernandez, and everybody wants a piece of the next Bruno Mars. Anyway, that's the way I heard it.